0: Welcome to the RV Canucks podcast, an RV tips, tricks, and travel advice podcast that gives you the tools to travel farther on your vacations and experience the beauty of life on the road as part-time RVers. If you're new to the show, I'm Melina, and that over there is my husband, Dan. Hello. And together with our teen and tween, we are the RV Canucks A Canadian-based family of four towing our way through North America on a part-time basis who keep it real and help you keep the yelling to a minimum when things get tricky on the road. Hello RVers, we are back. For regular listeners of the show, you're probably wondering why we're dropping an episode on a Tuesday, and that is because today is a special bonus episode to catch you up on what's been going on with us and explain a few changes you'll be seeing in the podcast for 2021, as well as debuting the plans for our next great big road trip this summer, which may just put our Route 66 adventure to shame. You'll still get our normal episode tomorrow, so tune in for the official start of season two, where we will be talking about all of the most important things to consider when buying a new or new-to-you RV, whether it's a pop-up, hybrid, side, fifth-wheel, or a motorhome. Given the rise in popularity of RVs in 2020, these are definitely things you'll want to consider before you even begin looking, so you can jump on that perfect rig the moment you find it. So tune in tomorrow for that. So first off, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We hope your holidays was merry, even though this year saw some major differences in how we celebrate. I suppose you could say our Christmas was super low-key, except for the fact that we decided to begin a full kitchen renovation in mid-December.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Well, we're currently in lockdown where we live for another couple of weeks, so hopefully we'll uh, have all the time we need to get that finished off. But other than that, Christmas was pretty low key. Like I said, it was just our family. We did lots of walks. Santa did bring some pretty neat RV gifts to our house though. So I'm really excited about those. Do you want to tell the people what we got?
1: So we got myself a little water bandit, which is a little adapter that you slide on the end of a hose at the dump station when they don't have an actual threaded end. And then that way you could use it to wash out your black water tank. So that's pretty cool because I know that there's lots of people out there look and scope out to find the right dumping station that's got the right threaded end because for some reason especially in provincial parks they can't seem to keep the the little threaded end on the end of the hose at the dump station.
0: Mm -hmm. So this is a huge time saver too because you're not waiting like everyone else for that specific one dump station that has the threaded end on it.
1: And hopefully you can minimize the poo pyramid in the black water tank but uh, you know we've talked a lot about that in the first year on, of the podcast
0: it wouldn't be an RV Connects podcast if we didn't talk about poo at least one Episode, one <laughs> it's true welcome to the show folks
1: uh, then we got uh, I got an adventure map for Quetico Provincial Park hopefully I said that right that's up in the Thunder Bay area on the Lake Superior Coast which has got all kinds of cool canoe routes and I think you even said there's some RV sites up there in that provincial park so it looks like a really cool area to go visit so I've been taking a look at what we can do up there and maybe a little bit of backcountry exploring so that was pretty cool.
0: So maybe explain what an adventure map is.
1: So if you take a regular map and lay it out this is a map of all the canoe routes within the provincial park, or maybe not all the canoe routes, but it's got, you know, the bulk big picture of all the lakes and portages and access points, access points, and ranger stations and roads that travel into it and in the boundaries of the park. And we'll give you information like the length of a portage, portage being where you would have to pick up your canoe and carry it across land to the next like and then put back in so it's got all that information a little bit like a topographical map of sorts Mm -hmm. not not like a road map on the front side of the map is technical you flip the back of the map over and it will give you information about the local area a little bit more explanation about ranger stations policies on garbage Uh, where to pick up permits, what kind of animals are in that particular area, what you need to be concerned about, you know, a lot of good information on the back of the map. So that's what an adventure map is.
0: It's waterproof.
1: Waterproof, pretty durable, but hey, I think you'd probably still want to keep it in a Ziploc bag, but it can be really good to plan out backcountry trips, even if you're backcountry trip is just a day trip from your RV and your campsite. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool, especially if you like to get into the backwoods and see some animals, take some pictures, go fishing, that kind of stuff. We got an Ontario Provincial Parks Pass, which we got a lot of mileage out of it, especially in COVID. And so Melina put one of those in my stocking for 2021. But It's very inexpensive, and we just got a ton of mileage out of using the provincial parks even just on a day-use type basis.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the Parks Pass is for, is for day use. So, I mean, it doesn't cover your camping registration or anything like that. That's all separate. But we got the full-year Parks Pass this year, which runs from January 1st to December 31st, basically. Uh, Last year, we only had a seasonal pass, but, like, they're under $100 for both Um, I think it's uh, right around 100 for the yearly pass and then I don't know 70 or something for the seasonal but definitely I mean given where we are in Ontario there is like a ton of provincial parks within a two-hour drive so we definitely got our use out of it last year
1: it made it really easy for me I would take the girls fishing in the boat and we would use the boat launch and so sometimes we would arrive before the office was open and we were allowed to just drive right on in go straight to the boat launch get on the water and it just hung on the back of your mirror and you didn't need to worry when you did show up and the office was open there's no fumbling for your wallet no explaining how many people are in the car they just give you a big smile and wave you on your way and off you go so that really speeds things up so that's really awesome and then we got a jack stand cover
0: super exciting
1: most exciting gift you're ever going to get is a little baggie that goes over the jack to help protect it from water, but I think it probably pays off that, you know, keeps the snow and ice out of it and keeps it either from freezing up or from water getting into electrical connections because we have a power jack.
0: Well, true story. The reason we have this cover is because somehow the little cover that goes on top that opens up the jack stand to the manual crank if your if your power jack goes out, that cover went missing at some point. So every time it rains, it goes in it. So we had like duct taped over top of it, which looks ridiculous just to keep the water out so this, this this stand cover will look beautiful while we're parked at our campsite.
1: So I actually did scoot out to the trailer this week and I went and put it on the trailer. We we're at a place where you can kind of come and go as you want. Parked on a farm so I just drove in there with the girls and put it on which is maybe you want to keep that in the back of your head right now if you're at the tail end of the holidays and you're looking for something to do. Not a bad idea to just go out and check your trailer once or twice through the winter just to make sure everything's okay. Critters haven't gotten in. Something hasn't blown up against it. Just that it's still there. <laughs> Somebody hasn't hitched up and taken it away. Ours was fine. But you know, good excuse to get out of the house with a coffee. And in the lockdown, the girls were happy to go kill 45 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. So that was our Christmas roundup in terms of RV gifts. I did not get my foldable island.
1: Whoopsie everybody daisy. Whoopsie that, I, daisy. that
0: I gushed about on our Christmas gift episode that um, I laid some pretty darn heavy hints for. And there's audio record. Of it Dan (laughs) but somehow he didn't pick up on it I don't know why but I did get some cowboy boots so that's pretty much the same thing right
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) all right uh let's dive into the news the RV connects news for 2021 so as we mentioned there's going to be some changes to the podcast in 2021 namely a change to our release schedule And how much of Dan you'll be getting.
1: So I'm not going to be here for a little while. I think what we've decided is that we're going to pre-record some episodes. And so you will hear me from time to time but it'll be pre-recorded on stuff that we did in the beginning of January. I will be headed off with the military for just a little bit, um, come back after I get this assignment done, and then that'll make it easier for us when we're both in the same spot to do recordings on a regular basis because it is a ton of work for Melina to edit and put notes together and get that out and to try and figure out how to do all of that over a phone line would be even more difficult.
0: For sure. So obviously it's a huge change for our family to have Dan away for this little while, but to accommodate. Eight, we're going to be switching to a bi weekly podcast schedule. So you will still get us. It'll just be every two weeks for the time being. And hopefully, you know, sometime in the late summer or early fall, we can ramp back up with our weekly schedule or we'll see how the bi weekly goes and see if y'all like it as listeners. We might just keep up with that. But those are the two major changes. So, you know, while you might not be hearing Dan every single episode, um, you'll be getting some solo episodes from me, which you're probably used to by this point because I think we've had a few of them already. And some uh, Aside from that, I'm going to be bringing on some pretty awesome guests who happen to be experts in several areas of the RV life, and they'll be joining me to share some of their own tips and stories with you on enjoying the great outdoors while camping. Tomorrow we'll be dropping episode one of season two, so make sure you tune in for that, and then our uh, next episode, episode two of season two, will be two weeks later.
1: Roll with it. This is new to us, and so we're just trying to find the right rhythm, the right frequency, the right topics, and you know like all good trips the podcast sometimes you just change along the way because something presents itself
0: Mm -hmm. with that being said let's talk about our big trip this summer so we have grand plans people and we're really excited to take you along on them we might even have some video formats when we go on this trip we've talked a little bit about incorporating video into that while we're away but tell the people where we want to head
1: well the plan is to head out west You know, we're based in Ontario. I think definitely one of the main goals is to get to Vancouver, right?
0: Yeah, which is where I'm from.
1: Which is where Melina's from. There's family in Vancouver, so that would be a nice spot to be able to get out and see people, especially it's been so long, especially with COVID, to not get out there. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to get to Vancouver. Being in southwestern Ontario, there's a couple of different ways to get to Vancouver and a lot of miles and kilometers in between with lots of cool stuff to see. And that's the part that you got to figure out. Mm -hmm. Just... You know, do you head down through the U.S. and up through the Dakotas? Do you go around Lake Superior and Thunder Bay and into Manitoba? Do you make a loop and do a bit of both? Is the border even going to be open? Who knows? And then is Vancouver the final stop or do we just keep on going?
0: Through the ocean? (laughs) Well, no.
1: do we head up like we're gonna head drive up drive to Hawaii <laughs> head up north to Alaska or the Yukon or is that just maybe a little too aspirational
0: I think it's fairly clear uh for all of the trips that we do we make them loop trips meaning we we never cross the same path twice if we can avoid it so there might be some areas of overlap but we don't tend to just drive somewhere and drive back the same way we always loop because we know there's so many cool things to see i mean if the borders closed we we have no choice we're going to go you know, 15 hours through Ontario to just to get to Manitoba and then head out west through the prairies. It's,
1: it's a little longer than 15. Well, <laughs> keep telling yourself that, honey. Anything
0: over 10, I'm just like, I stopped paying attention anyway. Ontario, to me, just feels like it's like those people who hate driving through Texas because it takes so long to drive straight through Texas. Like, that's how I feel about driving through Ontario. But
1: if I wanted to put this in perspective for some of the U.S. listeners, driving from one end of Ontario to the other is a bit like driving all the way from Detroit to the end of Florida.
0: mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. So, I mean honestly, the border is going to be our number one determination. Um, If the border's closed, we can't do Alaska either, right? So we might, you know, drive out west, we might come back through the territories, road dependent, right? Like we have a lot of research to do in terms of towing a 30-foot trailer, you know, 54 feet, I think, is our total length. Uh, Some of those roads are not well equipped. Just go for it. Yeah. Well, you might be reading our obituaries. (laughs) I don't know. I would really love to head straight out west and then loop back around. And I would like to see Montana and I would like to see the Dakotas because I think that's probably a faster route.
1: I think in an ideal world, it's probably a bit of a combination, maybe Mm -hmm. one way through the US and one way back through Canada. Right. In an ideal world. But even if we have to stick to Canada, we can make loops within that. Not a, a a dead straight shot across the country both ways.
0: Right. And I mean, it's no secret, if you've listened to us, you know, we go to the States a lot. And a lot of that is just because from where we live, it's really, really easy to get to. And it's great to travel through and you don't have to go all the way through Ontario <laughs> to get out of it. Um, but we are the RV connects. And I feel like we kind of owe it to ourselves to see more of our own, <laughs> our own backyard. But that being said, you know, no matter which way we go, Fiona... Number one, her top of her bucket list is Jasper National Park, going to Lake Louise, you know, seeing all that part of Alberta. So we will go ahead and see first if we can get reservations. So those are all national parks. So in Canada, normally the national parks take reservations January 4th first like or the beginning of january for that year because of covid they've delayed all of that so all of the national parks across canada aren't taking reservations until april so if you actually go on the parks canada site you can see which weeks in april which parks open up so i think mid-april uh give or take i think about the 12th i have to go on and log in and see if we can even get sites or a campground in and around that area when we're planning on heading out so a lot of this will be dependent on availability and just seeing how we can piece together a trip in COVID times, really, because RVing is at an all-time high. I mean, it's really easy to self-isolate if you've got um, a self-contained trailer, and it's really popular. So we'll just have to play it by ear, but we will be heading somewhere.
1: Yep. But I think there's lots of planning and considerations. And if you have any ideas around places along the way that you think we should stop and see, let us know. Because I think sometimes the opinion of people in those areas or locals is one of the best ways to find something cool and unique.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've been to, we've been to Saskatoon, but that's pretty much it for Saskatchewan. So I mean, listeners in Manitoba, in Saskatchewan, um, Alberta, reach out, let us know what are the, what are the hidden gems? Where, where are the places to go? Where are the places to see? Great places to stay we might not know about. Uh, drop that in the comments. And same thing for Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, hit us up and let us know what your favorite places are. And with that said, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you later.